Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, my co-host, as it has been for a, a while now. Years. Matt Harrison. Well, I mean, technically, yes, years. Mm-hmm. Matt Harrison and Brian Johnson. Hello, guys. Hello, sirs. Last week, we broke down everything you need to know about the AFC and NFC East. This week, it's the North. We turn to the North. The Nord. Yes. Uh, the North remembers. The North. Does it? Is that how that goes? I, well... They do. Yeah. King of the North. What's King of the North? That was Jon Snow. Jon Snow was King of the North. We're going to be king kings of the North's AFC and NFC Norths. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we will give you a rundown on how each of the offenses are going to work for the eight teams that comprise the AFC North and the NFC North. And we will answer the question about the riskiest players to draft compared to ADP and the most upside players compared to ADP. We begin with the Baltimore Ravens and what has become one of the most fascinating offenses in the NFL, Brian. Yeah, uh, and Baltimore added to it in the draft, uh, obviously drafting J.K. Dobbins. Everyone knows that in the second round. Devin Duvernay, wide receiver in the third, and a couple of guards in the the third and fourth round to protect Lamar Jackson. But I really don't want to talk about the running backs or wide receivers when it comes to Baltimore and redraft this year. It's just a very dicey scenario for both. Hmm. It's all the, the two players we're talking about here is Lamar Jackson, of course. Let's start there. And I want to go high level drafting Lamar Jackson in the early rounds. Right now, Fantasy Pros has him as the 19th overall player off the board, quarterback one. So that's mid-second round. Um, last year, L. Jax clearly won a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. But you got him in the ninth, 10th, 11th round last year. Mm-hmm. I did. He can win you that your league this year with those same numbers. He has the potential to do it, but obviously the price tag is exponentially higher. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic case. I, so I was all for LJX, maybe in first overall in redraft a few months ago. I've totally wavered because this is a classic case of he can certainly win your league for you if he puts up those numbers, even though you're paying the first round price tag, but he can lose it for you big time if he doesn't replicate those numbers with the first, second round price tag. So he has 
obviously the highest risk of any player on the Ravens right now. In terms of because you'll pay the most for him by a long shot compared to any any other Raven, right? Oh, yeah. Well, They're, the rest of them are going at mid-round or lower for the most part, except, with, except for Mark Andrews. And that's where I'm going to now. And he has the highest upside, even though he has a pretty hefty price tag himself. 33rd overall, uh, going as tight end three, obviously behind Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Speaking of Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, those two combined for 10 touchdowns on 243 targets last season. Mm. Mark Andrews yeah. scored 10 touchdowns on just 98 effing targets yeah, less last than half. year. Andrews played 15 games last year, only saw eight targets on seven occasions. Hmm. Here's the numbers well, in those seven games. He should have seen more. I'm, this is where I'm still getting still a lot of usage. It is. But when he, had, when he had at least eight targets, he went eight for 108 and a touchdown. Eight for 112 in a touchdown, 431 in a touchdown, six catches, 99 yards, two for 39. That's the one dud. Then six for 53 and two touchdowns, and six for 93 and two touchdowns. Good things happen when you target Mark Andrews. Hayden Hurst, obviously gone. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge factor. So I, the usage is going to go up for Andrews. Nick Boyle's still there, of course. Who cares? So if you're going early tight end, I'm going to reach and take Mark Andrews in the second round ahead of Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. If I'm going to intend to take them in the first, I will fade Kelsey and Kittle wow. because I think Andrews could outscore both of them this year. So Brian with another tight end uh, zinger right there. Yeah. <laughs> Evan I'm Ingram, the number one tight end, and Mark Andrews, number two. All right, so... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah, say, I, I, I say he was going to be number one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I know. I was, I, was, I was like, I might have said that. I've said it in the past. He could be. All right. So let's talk more broadly about just how this offense works. Do you see it being materially different than it was last year, where it was a the most run-heavy offense in the NFL? You know, John, no, they're totally going to flip the script and just go uh, Eric Oriel. No, yeah. I think it's going to pretty much be the same, don't John you? John Harbaugh uh, did say uh, just recently that Lamar Jackson's last thing that he needs to get into his game is the distance, the deep downfield passing. And I think that that's something that they've been concentrating on because it's these corners going single coverage against these wide receivers all the time. And they're throwing eight in the box and trying to spy Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. all the time. There something's got to give there. If they want to get this offense to the next level and Lamar Jackson has come out and said he wants to pass like Patrick Mahomes. This is the next evolution of Lamar Jackson, and maybe he can do it. He's certainly athletic enough to do well, it. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes wants to be able to run like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can want it. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, he does not have the natural uh, passing talent. No, that yeah, no, Mahomes no. has, but he's not that far off. And I do think they will. It, he'll be a better passer in year yeah. three than he was in year two. Year two, he was way better than he was in year one. Mm -hmm. So I, I do believe that we will see more of a balanced offense in Baltimore this year, and. I think his receivers are tremendous upside opportunities. You look at where Hollywood Brown fits in now, a second year after missing, you know, played hurt for almost all of last year. Mm -hmm. Now comes into his second year, which is oftentimes when receivers blow up. I'm fascinated by Brown. I, he costs you so little. And to me, he would be the upside guy for Baltimore. Let's go to Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. where Ben Roethlisberger returns. And I think we're assuming we're going to get some normalcy back to an offense that was very inconsistent last year. Well, let's talk about that offense last year. They finished with the fewest passing yards in the league. They were bottom 10 in rushing yards. They had the seventh fewest points scored, but they did have injuries to Big Ben, James Conner. Juju was a little bit dinged up, and Antonio Brown left the team last year. Yeah, that was there was a lot going on in that team. Yeah, so they were left with Mason Rudolph and... Yeah, that guy, Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges. Uh, they still did finish 8-8, eight and eight, which is a pretty it's great a testament to Mike Tomlin's coaching ability. And they were, a really underrated defense yeah. that was awesome by the second half of last the, year. The Minka Fitzpatrick uh, it helped. acquisition. They, they were one game shy of Tennessee for that final wild card spot. And everybody's talking about Tennessee as you know possible contenders. Pittsburgh was one game off of their yeah, pace. right. Um, but everybody's reliving last year, which is why the Steelers only have two players going in the top 120 of ADP wow. right now. Both of them are going in the fourth round, and that's James Conner, who's going at 44, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who's going at 45, running back 20 and wide receiver 19, respectively. Hmm. So there's there's a lot of upside on this offense because... It's only been a few years since they were just a high-flying passing offense, and that's yeah. why 
my my high volume target and the guy that I'm looking for in this offense is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, well over 500 pass attempts in five of his prior six healthy seasons. Over 600 pass attempts in two of those five. Mm. Multiple passing touchdowns in 71% of his games over the last three yeah, years. How about that? He has the number nine offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, who had an 81.6 sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's 81.6. I want to have some of that. What's Eight. the scale on this? How high does it go? 82. <laughs> I thought it would top out at 69, but what do I know? Where's Roethlisberger's ADP right now? Because I bet he's going off the board at like quarterback 22 or 23. Quarterback or 18, but okay. he's going in the 11th round of drafts yeah. right now. So I, I, I think he's a guy that you can wait on quarterback. He's the 18th quarterback off the board. And there's just a lot of good quarterbacks right now. So um, that's why he's a guy that I can target. I can go running back, wide receiver, tight end in my first 10 rounds, and then get Roethlisberger in the 11th. So that's sort of your upside guy. Who yeah. We both think can out- outperform his ADP quite a bit. Well, let's flip it over in, in, in Pittsburgh. What's the player that you're most nervous about compared to ADP? I think it's James Conner. It's got to be, it, right? It's got to be. Um, he had more than 15 rushing attempts only twice last yeah. season. Uh, that's terrible. He managed that feat seven times in 2018. He's really a pass catcher, but they have Benny Snell there. Mm -hmm. They have Jalen Samuels there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got Anthony McFarland, the new guy there. Yeah. All of which could be in play to take touches from James Conner. I know Pittsburgh's traditionally been a workhorse running back kind of organization. They just don't have it. They don't have him right now. So uh, I th- James Conner going into a contract year, they're going to see what they got with these <clears> other guys to see if they need to spend another third round pick on a draft in the draft on another running back. But uh, James Conner is the guy I'm avoiding at all costs. I couldn't agree more. And I think if there was any lesson to be learned that for, from James Conner last year, and they know it, they can't make him a high volume guy because every time they did give him the ball more than a handful of times, he got hurt. I mean, it was it was all but guaranteed. So I don't think there's any scenario here where he turns back into a workhorse because they won't let him out of fear that he'll keep getting hurt, yeah. which is what happened last season. Uh, two more guys I want to mention on that offense: Deontay Johnson. Yeah, baby. His his, his trajectory is just skyrocketing it in is. ADP. Everybody loves him, and He's, Eric Ebron. He's going off, <laughs> right? Uh, he's going off at 123 right now, wide receiver 49. That's going to be, he's going to be up two or three rounds in ADP mm-hmm. by the time we get to draft season in August. I'd rather have him than Juju Smith Schuster. I think a lot Straight of people up. are, are, are I, I with trust you there. Deontay Johnson more. Um, and one of your favorite guys last year was Vance McDonald, Church. Disappeared. He, he, he had a terrible year, but he's free this year. 279 in ADP, Jeez. tight end 33. <laughs> and he gets Ben back. Uh, he gets Ben back. Eric Ebron is there. Yeah. Who might uh, siphon Tyf- a few tight end will, looks. But, but Vance McDonald wasn't completely terrible before. So yeah. he, he's a free tight end. He's like one of those guys you grab in a best ball league as your second or third tight end. Let's ah, go Dan to, Arnold. Let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> this is a new offense led by new head coach Kevin Stefanski, and it's going to be run Heavy. Stefanski has the highest run rate of any offensive coordinator over the past two years. He's got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That is the league's best one-two punch. Of Was that rate mandated, though? Well, you know, <laughs> clearly Mike Zimmer wanted to do that, but you know what? It worked. And yeah. he's got. And if he didn't have talented backs, I'd be talking about a real regression sure. in use. But you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Let's talk about how good they are. And how sneaky similar they are in usage, even though they're not built alike and their running game is different. Chubb is the bigger back, but he's shockingly elusive and fast. Chubb was pro football focuses number two rated back in elusiveness. Nice. Nick Chubb. Now hunt for his, his, his part. If we lower pro football focus down to the 44 carries that hunt had, he only had 44 carries hunt becomes the number two back in elusiveness. If we're looking at the whole league, if we lower the threshold down to just 42, 44 carries. Mm. Um, so they're both very elusive backs. Uh, obviously, both of them can catch. Hunt is an elite pass catcher, but Chubb is also very good. And before Hunt showed up, Chubb had three or more catches in six of eight games. I mean, they weren't afraid to use him that way, and they can continue to throw to Chubb as well. Although Hunt obviously is the better catcher. And, and it really, both guys can do everything. They can run inside. They can run outside. They can catch the ball. 
they're going to get a ton of use here. In his first year as offensive coordinator last year, first full year, Kevin Stefanski got Kirk Cousins back on track and unlocked his best statistical season of his career. He's got a similar challenge with Baker Mayfield this year, who obviously regressed in most every way last season, but we've seen flashes of greatness from from Baker Mayfield primarily as a rookie, and I think he's got an opportunity to do the same thing here. Now, the running game will click. I think the running game is almost a certain thing to be good, and I think that means they'll ask Baker especially to throw less often and in higher percentage plays, rebuild some confidence here. Last year, Mayfield was Mayfield's deep ball passing was terrible. He had a passer rating of 106 as a rookie on deep passes. Last year, that 106 turned into 73 mm. as a passer rating on deep passes. Um, I think Stefanski is going to try fewer calls, more higher percentage plays, and even more on, on the deeper stuff uh, for higher percentage plays. Now, he'll Stefanski likes to use the run to set up deep shots, and we've mentioned that a couple of times now. Cousins had the NFL's highest passer rating last year on deep passes, the highest on deep passes. Stefanski can unlock some of that deep passing stuff. So, guys, last year, Stefan Diggs, was a was top 10 in depth of target at 15 yards downfield. When you think of depth of target on the Browns, who's that? Who's going to be the Steph Diggs guy? That would be Odell. That'd be Odell Beckham. Can't be Jarvis Landry. Well, Jarvis Landry is like the Adam Thielen of that team. Well, he's even shorter. If Thielen can get downfield, yeah. Landry never does. So I think Odell it re- remains sneaky viable here and is potentially poised for a nice bounce back season. Uh, tight end Austin Hooper was a big free agent signing. Of course, Stefanski is just middle of the pack for tight end usage, but Hooper is good. And if and I rolled together Kyle Rudolph's stats and Irv Smith's stats from last year into one guy. Mm. And the numbers are exactly what Austin Hooper put up last year. So I think you can look for another good season from Austin Hooper, just like we saw last season. New offensive line is fantastic news for the Browns. They put a. They signed Jack Conklin from the Titans, one of the better blocking uh, offensive linemen in uh, free agency, and then they drafted Jedrick Wills in the first round. These are massive upgrades of this offensive line. Yeah. I love it. So, who's the riskiest player to draft from the <clears throat> Browns? Nobody. They're all <laughs> undervalued because of what happened last year. But just, to, I'm going to give you a name, just to give you a name. Jarvis Landry is going off in round five. He has been four, five, or six touchdowns in every season but one. He just he you know exactly what you're going to get from him. What about Nick Chubb though? Remember we I, we I broke it down a couple weeks ago. Last year, fifteen carries inside the five for negative fourteen yards and like yeah. two touchdowns. He's just a good. He's just a really good running back, and yes. I, I have no problem. He's with really him. good, but Kareem Hunt is great. Well, that's my that's Kareem my. Hunt is Kareem Hunt is really good, <laughs> and by ADP, I'd rather spend the oh, yeah. fifth rounder on Kareem Hunt oh, yeah. at RB thirty off the board. Oh yeah, we did a podcast about it a couple weeks between the two. Uh, who's got the most upside for the Browns? It's probably Odell Beckham. Uh, last year's ADP was the start of the second round. Now it's the fifth round. And he's only a couple of spots ahead of Jarvis Landry. People don't like Odell Beckham. I think that's favored in factored into it here a little bit. When we come back, Brian Johnson will detail his favorite team, which is who day, who day, who day, who day, who day, Cincinnati Bengals. We'll tell you who they are when we come back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian, Matt Harrison, Brian Johnson with you. We're breaking down the teams in the North, the AFC North, the NFC North. We're on Cincinnati. Brian, this is your newly adopted favorite team. And with Joe Burrow now leading what should be an improved passing attack with A.J. Greenback, uh, T. Higgins, this has turned into an awfully interesting offense. By the way, is this the best offensive division in football? Uh, Baltimore, is, Cleveland, yeah. Cincinnati, it, 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 Pittsburgh. It, it probably it's, yes. it's pretty interesting. It Even is. Pittsburgh is probably the worst offense in this yeah. division. They're not terrible. No. NFC West yeah. might be in that conversation. AFC, yeah. Yeah, this and the is, AFC West, too. It's got yeah. some... Uh, Maybe Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Chargers, yeah. yeah. Jeeps. All right, Broncos let's talk, let's, on the up and up. Anyway, right, yeah. so, you know, so now that we've got a new quarterback, we get new talent wide receiver or coming returning talent. It's wide a whole receiver, new team. You, it's a brand I, new it team. It does feel like a yeah. bit of a new team, even though it's the same coaching staff. How do you feel? How does this offense going to look? It's got to be different than it was last year. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a star-studded, sexy offense with Burrow at quarterback. Then you got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, who we'll talk about a little more uh, very shortly, who's supposedly fully healthy. Uh, T. Higgins, who was drafted thirty-third overall, who you just mentioned, and Joe Mixon, of course. So this is looking like a fun offense on paper with not a a great defense to uh, on the other side of the ball. So for fantasy football purposes, uh, the Browns are. Almost as sexy as the Bills. <laughs> Bizarro world we live in, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I'm really worried about Joe Mixon here. He's crept into first round territory, uh, mm-hmm. 11th overall, going as RB8. Um, I guess we should start with the holdout. He could hold out. So there's inherent risk right there. Okay. Uh, he's willing to hold out, he says, if he's not signed to an extension. But uh, hold out aside, let's assume he's not holding out. Hope he doesn't hold out. Um, Joe Mixon was kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde last year. Uh, first eight games of the season, he was the 33rd overall running back. Uh, but the second half, he caught fire. Uh, finished 11 overall at the position, and the underlying stats supported that as well. He finished fourth in broken tackles with 24 mm. and seventh in yards after contact with 645. But again, if you draft Mixon today in the first round, he holds out. You got Le'Veon Bell 2.0 from a couple of years ago, and uh, Rodney Anderson waiting in the wings if that happens. And then, but then, then again, you might get the bad Joe Mixon that we saw, or maybe this is, becomes a very pass heavy offense. So, for as much as I love Mixon, He's clearly the highest, uh, the riskiest player based on ADP yeah. for me. And you would think this guy could have been the riskiest player based on ADP, but I'm going with the most upside in AJ Green. I am yeah. banking on a bounce back for the 32-year-old. Turns 32 at the end of July. Still got some uh, tread on the tires. He right now is going off uh, 56 overall. That's around wide receiver 24. Um, now, we all know he missed all of last season. Missed seven games in 2018 and six games in 2016. That means Green has only played nine games in the last two mm. years. But mm. if you extrapolate oh, <laughs> those nine games, those nine games, <laughs> okay, into a 16-game season, it comes out to 81 catches, over 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And AJ's last full season came in 2017 when he went for 75, uh, nearly 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. So AJ Green steps into this suddenly very electrifying offense and is fully healthy and you're getting him at wide receiver 24. He still has top 10 wide receiver potential if healthy. So I'm going to roll the dice in the, what is that? The mid fifth 50, 
six overall. Because wide receiver is so deep. If AJ goes belly up, I'll have someone on the bench. But the upside is certainly still there for Green. You didn't. You don't seem to have any hesitation about Joe Burrow being good and good early. Mm, some, but not any worse than Andy Dalton or who else played quarterback for Cincinnati last right, year? Jeff, I should know. Well, Bradford, we've, yeah, had, was, we've had some Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, was, yeah, nice so, point no. about Jeff Burrow is he has pinpoint accuracy. And that's what he was really known for last year at LSU is he was one of the most accurate passers, especially downfield. So that should translate. I mean, that should even translate to the NFL. They, they get a good offensive lineman back. Uh, that that's going to be a really good offense. It's going to be fun to watch. Plus, their defense is still terrible. So they're going to they're going to be playing four wide receiver sets. They will and the be. wide receiver you didn't mention is John Ross, who's a former first rounder yeah. mm-hmm. who had a couple of great games last year hey, too. So and Auden Tate was a very good receiver when he got run, and now he's been relegated to like fifth option. So yeah, it's a deep team. Uh, let's just hope Mixon doesn't hold out. Joe Burrow, I think, is almost even money to win Rookie of the Year. In a stacked, stacked rookie draft. It sounds about right. I think Tua would be in the conversation if Stu Beard wasn't there, kind of probably blocking him for the first six to eight games of the season. Burrow feels like the most pro-ready quarterback we've in seen a in a long while. time, doesn't there's he? Been some good maybe ones since Andrew more, Luck. Yeah, yeah, maybe like, yeah he's in that yep. tier, it feels It like. feels just like an automatic. And mm-hmm. hopefully this is going to be a resurgence for the Bengals. Their fan base certainly deserves it. Let's go to Green Bay, Matt, uh, yeah. where they had the opposite draft, a draft that was universally panned. <laughs> they, they listened to Paul Charchian. Do the opposite. <laughs> do that. They really did. <laughs> if we have a need on this roster, we're not going to address it. Damn it. We're taking the best player available no matter what. Uh, let's talk about this Green Bay offense, and how do, you, how do you think that works overall this season? So the really nice part about the Packers is there's not a lot of different options on the field in the passing game. No. You can narrow it down to two guys in the passing game yes. that you will draft draft at all. Um, if you don't get Devonte Adams, you can pretty much avoid all their wide receivers. Mm. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is the other one. You there. don't think MVS just because they've, they've jettisoned Geronimo Allison. They've got no real got, obvious answer. A, a, at Alan, Alan Lazard is the, the, Lazard. the next highest guy. Yep. He's going off the board at 176. That's wide receiver 68. Mm-hmm. Then you got Devin Funchess there. It's like, he won't, it's, he won't, I'm serious. He won't be on the team. That's why for me, if I don't get Devontae Adams and I don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm just out on the Packers passing game. Okay. On the other part... Well, do you even want... Do you, do you see Aaron Rodgers putting up a substantially I, I, better I know. season you, than you, last year? You, you, you had all the reasons why not to take Aaron Rodgers. And yes. uh, he's going off the board at quarterback number eight right now. That's absurd. Uh, 77th overall. Uh, by the way... There's only three players on the Packers roster that are going in the top 13 rounds of fantasy drafts right wow. now. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones mm-hmm. in, in the top two rounds and Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the eighth okay. or seventh. So, uh, But the bad part is the running game is the exact opposite of the passing game. All three backs should be in the mix for touches, and we've right. touched on it a little bit before. And it's not going to be easy to decipher who's going to be the hot hand in any given week. So, I mean... We have A.J. Dillon, we have Jamal Williams, and we have Aaron Jones, and they're going at very different points in the draft. Uh, I should mention, overall, a very good offensive line. Uh, Green Bay had the number six offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus last year. Their line did allow pass rush pressure Mm -hmm. more often than 21 teams in the league. So Mm. Rodgers was under pressure But he's such a wizard at getting out of that. But it took them... The most time in the league, it took 2.6 seconds for them to allow the pressure. Oh, so Aaron so Rodgers, Rodgers had, holding the ball. He's holding the ball too long. Well, it's because <laughs> Rodgers, you know, I think he's just... Well, and, it's because Devontae Adams was hurt and nobody was, was open. getting open. <laughs> you, know, you could very well be right about that. Um, so here's my, my target is A.J. Dillon. He's a 250-pound running back with a 41-inch vertical. I'm with you. He's literally the heaviest running back in the NFL right now. And he has a top five combined vertical of any running back ever. Go figure. He's, you know, for his vertical, he's 250, 250 pounds. He's a goal line back who can literally jump over the, the defense. Pile. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he, he's the guy I'm totally targeting. And obviously I'm avoiding Aaron Jones. We've harped on it over and over. Mm-hmm. He could get schemed out of game plans a lot this year. He was very touchdown dependent. And the Packers brought in Dylan as Jones's touchdown stealing vulture 
in his free agent year. This they're going to let Jones walk after Jones this is year. Walking. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm I'm avoiding Aaron Jones, and I'm getting out too early rather than too late. AJ Dillon is a good back. You know the issue. You know for all the heat that Green Bay took for drafting him in the second round, mm-hmm. it wasn't because AJ Dillon's not good. It's because they had so much need at other positions. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're staring at the, the the greatest second round draft for wide receivers in years, and you don't take one stuff like that. Don't draft for need. Just don't draft the best player. And, well, and that's what sport, they did. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. what they did. Sam, uh, the Portland Trailblazers drafted Sam Bowie because they had Clyde Drexler. They didn't need Michael Jordan. They needed a big, tall goof. Uh, last thing I'm going to say on Aaron Rodgers is, man, did he post dud games last year. So many games that clocked in at like 230 yards, zero touchdown, one touchdown. Those things murder your fantasy team. Yeah, it's a bummer. And I chalk a lot of that up to Devontae Adams just not being healthy for most of the season. Even when he was there after he came back, he wasn't fully there until the very tail end of the year. Minnesota's got a new offensive coordinator, Gary Kubiak, familiar name. Last year's offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, has gone to Cleveland. But the transition will be seamless because Stefanski was largely implementing Gary Kubiak's offense last year. Mm -hmm. Same terminology and everything else. So Kubiak is a wizard with fantasy running backs. He has unlocked unlocked massive seasons from... (laughs) I'm going to love this list. Terrell Davis, Olandis Gary, Mike Anderson, Clinton Portis, Steve Slayton, Arian Foster, Justin Forsett, and last year, of course, Dalvin Cook. I went through 25 years of Kubiak runners as an offensive coordinator or a head coach. It's basically impossible to find a talented runner who flopped in a healthy season under Gary Kubiak. If you are even a middle-tier runner, if you are Justin Forsett or better, and you're in a Gary Kubiak offense, you're having a good year. Mm -hmm. Did Kubiak leave the year that some of those guys fell off? I mean, Slayton wasn't around a long time, but he was a first-round pick the following year, and he fell off big time. Justin Forsett was like an early-round pick. He fell off. Yeah, You don't want to be there when Kubiak leaves. I can tell you that much, because that runner that you, that the Orlandis Garys of the world or whatever, he leaves, and all of a sudden, that guy tanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you still feel really good about the running and you know, they're going to, they're going to continue to run. Zimmer wants it and Kubiak can do it as an, um, it'll be the second year implementing the zone blocking scheme for the Vikings offensive line that should get better in year two, but they do have some moving parts here. They put a second round picked into presumed starting left tackle Ezra Cleveland, and that pushes last year's left tackle Riley reef to left guard. They have some question marks at right guard. So this is still going to be an offensive line that has some transition, but year two in the zone blocking scheme should get a little bit better. Um, assuming Delvin Cook is playing, he'll be the team's most important offensive weapon, even more than anybody in the passing game. He'll get plenty of work, as I mentioned earlier. But here's your danger point, and this is why I've slid Delvin Cook over the course of my preseason here. Mm-hmm. Down my rankings, the more and more I think about it, you know, between all the injuries he's ever had and the fact that last year, he got to a point in December where he was just worn down from use. I really think that they're going to ratchet back the the workload on him by 10, 20% to try to keep Dalvin Cook fresher at the end of the season. And that part worries me. And I think Kubiak's going to integrate Alexander Madison more often. If you play in a team running back league. Yes. <laughs> Minnesota's a it's great a good, team very to good, have. It's a very good one there. Passing game is in flux with Justin Jefferson taking over Stefan Diggs spot, but the two players are very different players, and Justin Jefferson isn't going to just become Stefan Diggs. Uh, Jefferson's primarily going to run from the slot. 80% of his college plays came from the slot. Uh, but I believe Jefferson gets immediate time in this offense because they don't have anybody else after Adam Thielen. Thielen becomes the go-to receiver for the first time in his life, really as an extent, you know, other than when Diggs would miss odd, oddball games here and there. In the past, Thielen's production without Diggs has been... <laughs> Uber inconsistent. You don't think Thielen was go-to in like Pop Warner first time in his life? He's the number one receiver. Well, first time as a Viking. No, I'm I just guess. kidding. Yeah. I'm busting your balls. Um, I don't think that the loss of Diggs ultimately helps Thielen here. I mean, it Diggs took, took a lot of heat off of Thielen, and now Thielen's got going to get double coverage virtually every play. So they I'm, need I'm Justin Jefferson here. to basically replace Diggs. They do, and he's good. And we're going to talk about him more in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggs was among the league leaders in depth of target, and I think Thielen will do a little more downfield running than we've seen in the past. Uh, Second-year tight end Irv Smith gets a bigger role this year as well, but that pesky Kyle Rudolph coming off a very good year, so those guys, I think, have middling fantasy value. He's a tight end vulture. Which one? Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, a little bit. 
Uh, so who's the riskiest player to draft from the Vikings? I think it's Adam Thielen. He's going off the board at round three, wide receiver 10. He's expensive and hasn't proven that he can be a consistent producer without another wide receiver there to help. So I think there's some risk there. And who's got the most upside? It's Justin Jefferson, the first round rookie going off the board in round 12 and wide receiver 58. Oh, wow. Here's what he did last year at LSU. Justin Jefferson. Last year in a college season, 115 receptions, 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns. That's absurd. (laughs) Absurd levels of production. He attacks the ball. Get this on his uh, contested catch rate. So contested catches, these are, these are, these are plays. This is a ball that's thrown where either guy can come down with it. Justin Jefferson or the defender Jefferson, a 92% contested catch rate. That's nuts. That kid's going to be good. We'll take a break. When we come back, our final two teams, as we examine the offenses of the North, the AFC North and the NFC North, we'll tell you about Chicago and Den- uh, Detroit, not Denver, <laughs> Chicago. Oh, well, Denver's sort of North. Uh, Chicago They're West. Detroit. It's, like, it's really North, like in terms of elevation, it's North <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> back in moments. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian, Brian Johnson, and Matt Harrison with you. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Paul Charchian. Brian Johnson is at BTXJ. For sale, I would mention any corporations out there, BTXJ for Why sale. Why would you want to give it up? Did, did you uh, know you cannot make four-digit Twitter handles anymore? anymore? Well, no. maybe there just aren't any. Maybe they just said, no, you know, they're they're, all gone. they're they're not available. It, it, it says it needs to be longer than longer. four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bri- Brian's got a he's got a gold mine, a billion dollar industry right He'll here. Probably retire on BTXJ. The, the X is going to be tough. Yeah, the X <laughs> makes it a little trickier. You yep. need at least two more to make something happen. Matt Harrison is at explosive output. <laughs> Matt got it. <laughs> we turn our attention to. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the him. The Chicago <laughs> Bears, led by... Are you sure? Led? Uh, no, probably not. Bled by. Yeah. <laughs> I. There will likely be a change of quarterback. Mm, yeah. Nick Foles. The end. Yeah, Nick Foles. <laughs> All right, Chicago. 
Uh, Nick Foles uh, obviously added a quarterback. They brought in Jimmy Graham, the corpse of Jimmy Graham, to play tight end. Then they drafted Cole Komet at tight end. I'm, but, by uh, the way, I believe, and I'm not exaggerating, I think right this minute they have 10 tight ends on roster. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that's, ridiculous. That's, that's too many tight ends for me, the, the tight end lover of all. Komet can't be right. How do you, is it just Met? Is no, it, no I think it is. Is it? Yeah, is it yeah I think got it right. All right. Well, again, not talking about old Cole. I want to talk. So, we expect Nick Foles to beat out. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Sad trombone uh, And, you know, Nick Foles has never really lit up the scoreboard. He did it one time against the Raiders with the Eagles uh, way back when. Well, uh, that was a six well, touchdown. I think know, it was more like seven, seven touchdowns. Yeah, um, that was an amazing but game. He's never put up massive numbers. And the Bears, although their defense faltered big time last year, took a step back from 2018. Uh, this team is going to play defense and they're going to want to run the ball. And just can, can they? and limit the turnover, turnovers. Let's get to the running game and yeah. David Montgomery. Okay, I'm hearing a lot of talk out there in the Twitter world about like people going to bat for David Montgomery. Yeah, he's RB twenty. Yeah, he look at all the yeah. touches. They didn't draft anyone. Mm-hmm. He finished this RB twenty. I want RB twenty in my team. I don't want this RB20 on my team. <laughs> yeah, not this one. RB20, when you play all 16 games and average more than 15-plus touches, if you're finishing an RB20, you're consistently below Bad. average. Yeah. And he's hit more than half of his games. He was outside of the top 30 at his position. Well, it's possible so, the Bears are going to run, uh, you know, Montgomery and nine tight ends on the field at any given time. So, so that might help yeah, with the blocking. Whatever. Take that. He's RB20. He's played every game. He's going to see 200 plus touches. Throw it out the window. Do not touch David Montgomery. He's not a good football player. All right. He's not a good runner. Now, don't can we agree that and we've seen it many times where rookie runners don't flash much that rookie year, but year two, they look like a different guy. Don't you think there's an opportunity for David Montgomery to be a better fit in this offense, to be a better athlete, you know, whatever the things that need to come together for him to be better, better off offensive line could and should be better as well. I feel like you, the rookies that disappoint their uh, rookie year tend to fall off the map entirely in the second and third year, more so than, than pop off. And I, I, Montgomery, all the underlying stats, all the overlying stats are awful. He can't catch the ball. He's probably the worst receiving running back in the NFL. Tree Cohen's there, of course, but check out these uh, stats uh, for Cohen. I'm sorry, Montgomery. 25 catches, 185 yards, and one touchdown. That's pretty bad. That's his receiving numbers? Yeah, on 35 targets. Mm -hmm. So if you use pro football focuses yards per route run, which takes into account the number of snaps that a player uh, runs a, uh, a pass pattern, um, this provides a better indicator of production than yards per reception or even yards per target. They okay. say Montgomery averaged 0.77 yards per route run. That seems really bad. Well, I could to fall, make it, want me to I make it seem forward worse? for 0.7 yards. Here's some numbers from running backs with similar final receiving numbers, like okay. the 25, the, the pitiful numbers. Remember 0.77 yards per route run for David Montgomery, Ronald Jones, 1.82. Mm. Rex Burkhead, 1.82. Shady Corpsey McCoy, 1.25. <laughs> Patrick Laird, 1.29. Boston Scott, 2.34. Mark Ingram, 1.5. DeAndre Washington, 2.3. Montgomery doesn't get done. And I don't want to have this reliable suck face in my lineup. So I'm not drafting him. I don't <laughs> okay. care if it's uh, RB23. I'll, I'll give one silver lining for David Montgomery. He, he, he had a bad yards per touch on the ground last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 3.6 yards per carry. But in his last five games, he had four games where he was above 4.3. So it seemed like he started to figure it out a little bit at the tail end of the year. They started feeding him the ball a little bit more. He didn't have the touchdowns in those last five games, but there was there was some signs of life there that he might not be completely terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm out entirely. I see guys <laughs> going later in redraft, guys like Todd well, Gurley, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt. There's opportunity. All day, every That's day, I'm problem. taking those guys over. To, yeah, it, right. the problem is that that is the problem. Yeah. He gets the opportunities. That's so the big problem. Who's got the most upside then from the Bears? My boy, Allen Robinson. Yeah, he's, he does. He's really good. Uh, by the way, younger than Michael Thomas. Mm. Still 26 years old. Wow. Allen Robinson okay. is uh, right now going off the board as, uh, going off the board as wide receiver 16, 39th overall. Finished last year at wide receiver 10 with at quarterback 
that seems like a happy trombone if he finished his wide receiver number 10. I'm so worried for Allen <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson, by the way, uh, oh, you was happy. <laughs> That's Hold a on. duck. Nine times. <laughs> oh, there it is. We need a little map for the buttons. I know. Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, again, finished top 10 wide receiver. Um, his success rate versus man coverage was the highest among all wide receivers Jeez. in the NFL last year. That's okay. from uh, Matt Harmon and reception perception. Uh, it's just the quarterbacking is the concern, but Nick Foles will be an upgrade for A-Rob. And uh, again, top t- he's getting drafted as the 16th wide receiver off the board, finishes a top 10 wide receiver last year. Why not? Doesn't make sense. Why can't he do it again? I just fear his career tra- trajectory is going to, He's going to be a Hall of Fame receiver, but he's going to have quarterbacking like Andre Johnson had his entire career, yeah. or Larry Fitzgerald outside of the two, like Kurt Warner good years. So, but uh, yeah, Allen Robinson certainly has a high upside. Basically. Let's go to Detroit, Matt, where, I, you know, I'm, you and I have been a lockstep in almost everything so far this show. Sure. DeAndre Swift, every, I, so many people are down on DeAndre Swift because mm-hmm. of how the Lions have used their backs in the past. Mm hmm. I think DeAndre Swift is a special running back who will dominate the carries on this Charge, team. And let's find we, out. We got to keep this page. quiet because it's because carry on Johnson's just not very good. I was optimistic for him last year. And it yeah, didn't work he's out. Didn't better work than out. David Montgomery. Um, <laughs> he is better than David Montgomery. <laughs> Maybe there's six super viable players on Detroit's depth chart for the offense. Uh, Detroit was one of eight teams last year that allowed more than 400 points on defense last year, mm. which meant that their offense was pretty much always in catch-up mode. Yeah. And outside of drafting Jeff Okuda and adding Desmond Trufant at corner, but they did lose Darius Slay. Yeah. They pretty much stood pat with a really bad defense. So uh, there's a lot of good things that could happen with Detroit's offense. Number 11 offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Two top 10 offensive linemen at their positions with Frank Ragnow and Taylor Decker. So there's a lot of reasons to be bullish on the offense this year. Uh, Kenny Galladay is going off the board in the second round. He's a he great should. wide receiver. He should. Um, here's my issue. And we're going to touch on it as uh, my player to avoid, who's on Johnson, who's going off at... Player number 76, RB29. Wow, that's so high for him. For Carrion Johnson. He's, he's going as the 29th running back, wow. though, if you think about it. Uh, DeAndre Swift going one round later. Pick 83. Why would he RB go later? 32. That's absurd. That's going to flip-flop soon. Uh, Carrion Johnson has missed 44% of his career games due to injury. Mm. He only had 10 receptions in eight games last season. In 18 career games... He's barely topped 1,000 rushing yards, and his yards per attempt were a meager 3.6 last year. And you have to take him above DeAndre Swift, who is arguably the best running back in last year's draft class. Yes, that's all. It it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So why don't we take the talent, because talent will win. Even Even if you think Detroit's coaching staff is a bunch of duds, Talent's going to eventually win out. They might give Carry on the job to start the year. I don't think he keeps it for very long. No, and I think they look. They could start Carry on Johnson week one. Mm -hmm. Then in the third quarter, they give DeAndre Swift uh, a handoff that he houses for sixty yards and you know blows by people like he did all through college. And that's that's the end. It all of a sudden your plans change. Yeah. So DeAndre Swift's definitely a guy that you can target. You can get late, but my main target on this offense is Matthew Stafford, who last mm-hmm. year was on pace for his best year since his 2011 season. Uh, he was on pace for 5,000 passing yards, yeah. 38 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. Mm. And his completion percentage has remained very steady for the last five years. At right around sixty-five percent, give is, or take a percentage, good. one yeah. way or the other. Yep. He's got a he's got a good group of receivers with Galladay, Marvin mm-hmm. Jones, Danny Amendola's no slouch as a third wide receiver. TJ Hawkinson's a good tight end coming into his second year. Well, Should probably we take a step we, we forward. We assume he's a good tight end. Well, yeah. Last year was a loss. I mean, season. L- let's extrapolate week one for TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shall we? Uh, But uh, I I like the weapons on this team and even carry on Johnson filling in as a backup running back. uh, 
I, I think it's a good offense that's going to be in catch-up mode a lot this year, and I, I like the Lions You did mention bit. Marvin Jones, who's, who is... I did. Did you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, He's going off as to... wide receiver 39 right now, yeah. pick 93 overall. That seems like there's some value there. There oh, is, yeah. definitely. Jones. He's going into a contract year as well. There you go. Eight teams from the AFC North and the NFC North, broken down fantasy style, what we expect, who are the guys we're targeting, who are we avoiding... I hope you found this helpful. Next week, let's do the South. Mm, you didn't want to mix it up? No, I am sticking <laughs> to the tried and true East, North, South, West that, every, that you always see these divisions in. I shouldn't be a slave it's to that. It's alphabetical. Though. It is alphabetical. Maybe that's it. Maybe, that's it's, maybe it's not just East. To, <laughs> I mean, it's not East Coast bias. Maybe that's it. It's just alphabetical. Uh, we'll look forward to that. If you want to hear about the AFC and NFC East, Go to last week's podcast. We mm-hmm. broke down those eight teams similarly, and I think even better than this week. I mean, last week was just brilliant. <laughs> wow, Baseball really? Feedback I got. Yeah, <laughs> that was an amazing show. Well, thanks a lot, Charlie. No problem. I think this was a lukewarm <laughs> effort, if I'm just being honest. Really? Yeah. So right. we'll, we'll do better. We'll do better next week, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.